All right, welcome to the Fit Vegan Podcast. I'm your show host, Maxim Seguin, and I'm the founder and CEO of Fit Vegan Coaching, a company that is on a mission to help 10,000 people get lean, thrive, and reduce their risk of chronic illnesses by 2033 and a million by 2050. I believe that having a fit, healthy body in mind is the foundation to living an incredible life, and this is what little show will give you if you choose to listen and implement. Enjoy the episode and have a great day. All right. Good morning, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Fit Vegan Podcast. Today, I'm joined by a very special guest, Brian Denstead. Brian is a technology executive and experienced as a CTO and CIO, and he's also the founder and host of the Real Men Eat Plants podcast and Plant Based on Fire podcast. Brian, how you doing, brother? Hey, it's so awesome to hang out with you, Maxim. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, of course. Well, I was just on your show, I think, like a like a few weeks ago and it came, it came live today. So thank you very much for having me on your show. Yeah, it was a blast hanging out with you and, and seeing how you've really blown up fit vegan. And, and I wish you even more continued success in 2024 here. I appreciate that. Well, let, let's dive into, into your journey. I want to talk about obviously some of the work that you do, some of the, the, the projects that you've started, but let's talk about your own personal journey. How, how did veganism come about in your life? Yeah, it's it's an interesting journey. It, was, it probably started 13 or 14 years ago at this point in the sense that I was a big, big movie buff and just loved going to the movies. And so I've seen everything under the sun. And that new movie, Forks Over Knives, debuted in the area and, and we went to see it. And uh, I was just sitting there and like after every little segment, my my jaw just started dropping more and more and more. And it's just like this light bulb or switch clicked. And so yeah. I sort of walked out of the movie theater. I bought the domain name Real Men Eat Plants. I've been blogging about my journey and and uh, it hits you on that environmental and and health and, and animal level. All three of those hit pretty hard in that movie, in my opinion, and just loaded with facts. And so I went vegan cold turkey for 30 days <laughs> with no clue what I was doing and I think failed miserably and then did the what, what year was that? Gosh, that had to be 2010 or 2011. I forget. Whenever the movie debuted, I went opening night more or less where I was. And uh, okay, and so it was, it was a long time ago. So yeah, it was like because uh, that's the documentary that made me shift as well. And I was for me, it was almost 10 years ago. So I'm four years behind on you. Yeah, on, I, mm-hmm. on when the documentary came out. Yeah. What, what was the primary part that made you like really resonate with you? Was it, was it the health? Was it the animal or was it the environment? Yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. I love the animals, but like the health impacts, um, yeah. was the biggest strong, clear one. And then just the environmental pieces of it too. And just like, I guess the, the China study woven in through it where, yeah. you know, as people move into the urbanization of society, we started eating more meat and stuff and, you know, so, you know, I don't know, it's the age old question as a vegan, you know, like, well, we've been hunting for thousands of generations. And yeah, <laughs> those saber tooth tigers and mammoths were hard to catch. You didn't get to <laughs> eat meat every single day. And now we're yeah. eating it three, four times a day. Like, it's just not yeah. sustainable. It's not realistic. So, um, yeah. So, and then, and then Rick the Russell. Exactly. Rip Esselstein climbing up the fireman's pole, just shouting real men eat plants. Like, wow. It was like, yeah. So 
just yeah. eye-opening. Good for you for so. buying that domain. Like, did you buy it right <laughs> after? Yeah, pretty much. I'm a sort of a domain nerd and buy all the crazy domains now and then. So, uh, so yeah, I bought, bought that one and a few others. Um, but nice. yeah, it's, yeah. Yeah. How, how many domains do you have for fun? Cause I got a bunch of them too. <laughs> yeah. We'll have to compare some notes. Um, I have, uh probably close to 200 domain names i would guess something like that oh you beat me i thought i had a lot yeah. at 30 i got like plantbasedtransformation.com.ca i got a bunch of them but yeah you definitely have way more than yeah. i do i got i think do plants um and a few other a few other really cool ones too i i, I have triathlete without all the vowels so it's t-r-t-h-l or something like that like some really yeah. cool domain names so Nice. Have you Did sold you any? I've I've sold a few throughout the years and and have paid for my habit. <laughs> yeah, so. yeah. I, I've kept all of them. I've I've paid like I think there's one of them I paid like I paid two grand for one of them. And I'm not using it, but I just wanted yeah. to have it because I knew in the future yeah. it would become in handy. But no, mm -hmm. I, I'm I'm holding on to all of them because I have a plan for them as Fit Vegan kind of expands. That's um, awesome. Oh yeah, I'm just sitting on them because yeah, some there's one of them that I wanted, and they wanted seventy grand for it, mm -hmm. um, and I was like, yeah, you guys can keep that one. I'm good. Yep. <laughs> I don't think I need to know. I've got that a much. few I think that are going to be worth that in the long run, so we'll see if I can cash them in at the right time. <laughs> so. Yeah, I never thought of that as a business model. It's so interesting. Yeah, and I yeah. lucked into it as a hobby. So <laughs> yeah. Well, good on you for for getting real many plants uh, for, from the start. So, you know, that was like almost 14 years ago-ish, 13, mm -hmm. 14 years ago that you transitioned. Yeah. So how was it for you to do like 30 days vegan? Because there wasn't all the options yeah. that we have today. And I, and I didn't know what I was getting into. I mean, the movie got me hooked and, you know, I ate a lot of iceberg lettuce and, and <laughs> stuff that, you know, just like. Yeah. So I don't, I don't think I knew what I was doing, but I, I saw the changes at the end of 30 days. I had already lost six or seven pounds. I felt some energy coming into me. So, you know, all my friends and family said, well, what are you going to do about ice cream and cheese and stuff? So I went vegetarian for a few years after that, but I really plateaued probably about nine months in and I had lost almost 50 pounds and and my nice. cholesterol, my cholesterol just fell through the floor. I mean, I think I lost almost close to 30 cholesterol points. Um, and so just the benefits there were sold. I felt this transformation. And then, you know, as more and more vegan foods came out, you know, I just slowly shifted into, okay, I dropped the cheese and dropped the ice cream. And okay, now I've, you know, started avoiding the butter that's hiding in everything, <laughs> you know, all that yeah. kind of stuff. So, um, so yeah, it took a few years after that, but, uh, yeah, I found my way finally and, um, can't say enough good things about the, the lifestyle, really not the diet. It's the lifestyle, right? Yeah. So, so basically the, the health component of, of forks over knife that made you change was because of your own health. Yes. 100%. Yeah. I mean, I guess, you know, I, I've, I've interviewed so many people on my podcast where they, they had to have a life-changing event, you know, a heart attack or a stroke or something like that before they went to the vegan diet. Yeah. And so I guess I'm, I, I look at myself as one of the lucky ones that, you know, I've avoided all that, I hope, and I'm going to live a long, long time, but health benefits by far. And then the deeper you get into this world, I feel like you just start realizing like, wow, we have got to stop consuming so much plastic and, 
everything else under the sun. And so the sustainability and the environment stuff really, really kicks in hard. And then, yeah. and then you watch a couple of these other crazy movies about the animals and you're just like, what are we doing? So, yeah. Yeah. You come in for one reason and it becomes, it obviously ends up Everything. always becoming about all of them at that one point. That's right. Yeah. Um, so I'm curious then. So to me, it was for health reason as well when I transitioned because my grandfather mm -hmm. had, it was sick with cancer at the time. Yeah. So that's where I made the kind of the connection. But for you going through it personally, have you have you tried other things before before like what made it that there was such a buildup when forks over knife came out that you're like you know what man i need to to try this thing uh you know it's just one of those things like i i i look back at it and i go i don't i didn't think i was overweight at the time like i just walked out of the movie and i'm like i've got to just change like the cholesterol story alone you know, and like, I don't know, you look back at the pictures, <laughs> whatever, 14, 15 years ago, and you can tell I've lost some weight and have changed in a big, big way um, since then. But I didn't think of myself as overweight, obese or whatever. And but totally now, now I can see it. So yeah, I, yeah. I, I don't know. I don't know if there was like, this moment, it's just like the movie hit me and said, like, you know, I got to be part of the change I wish to see in this world. And then yeah. I want to say it was almost like seven or eight years later when I was watching some other maybe businessy movie where it's like, as much as we wish we could go out and vote for the president this year as the election thing, whichever side of the fence you're on on that front, but like you can vote with your wallet every single day. And that was like the next big thing is like, so every time I buy something, a processed food or helping, you know, purchase the meat, whatever kind of thing, I'm yeah. voting for that. And so like, we've got to really use our wallets as well um, and, and help be the change that we want to see too. So, so think about that when you're buying just even straws and plastic silverware, right? Like we've got to, we've got to stop that. So, yeah, I, I got a, I got a quick fun story for you about plastic straws. Um, mm -hmm. I was, uh, I was at a coffee shop and it was, it was a plant-based straw that I had, but obviously it looks like plastic. Nowadays, yeah. if it's not the paper one that gets just gets soggy after five yeah. minutes, like I <laughs> those hate those. Those are the worst, right? <laughs> but yeah, it was like it looked like plastic, but it was it was, it was plant based. And someone just came up to me and trying to like rip me a new one, but like, man, it's killing the fish and blah blah blah. And then I was like, eh, I know I'm vegan, and I know I've transformed like hundreds and hundreds and converted thousands of people, right? So I was like, right. I'm like, do you, do you do you eat an animal product? Do you eat fish? He's like, yeah. I'm like, dude, if you want to save the fish, don't eat it. <laughs> He's like, this That's is right. plant-based straw, first of all. But if it wasn't, like, don't eat the fish that you're trying to save. You know what I mean? That's right. Uh, yeah. 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 So it's an interesting. The world's going through an interesting time. Um, so kind of how did Real Man uh, Eat Plants come about? Like, obviously, you mentioned it was a blog at first. Mm -hmm. But now you have a podcast. It seems like its own little empire with a bunch of different shows. Yeah, I'm I'm hoping it's it's definitely in its infancy, but it's growing by leaps and bounds every month, I think at this point. I, I mean, I, I just wanted to document my story back then. You know, I wanted to just sort of say, like, how am I feeling today? Why why do I feel strongly about not eating the meat today? Like I was a huge fan of buffalo chicken, whatever, but now I don't know the yeah. Ithaca Ithaca buffalo chicken hummus. <laughs> I know it's still got a little oil in it, but like I'm addicted to some of the buffalo chicken flavors you can get. Um, but you know, it was just 
trying to document this as a blog and just try to help raise that awareness and almost like, you know, I'm sure you, you run into this as one of the biggest components in the fitness space. It's accountability, right? Like I need to put it out there so that the world can hold me accountable to what I'm trying to accomplish. Right. Like, yeah. I am going to do a full Ironman sometime in my life. You know what I mean? Like I put that out there on the podcast here. I've told plenty of friends and family and, you know, working towards that goal of achieving that now. So I want them to call me out and say, well, have you done it yet, Brian? Like, how's the training going? All that kind of stuff. So the blog was definitely just put it out there and document it and and help raise awareness or, or find friends, you know, even, 12, 13 years ago, yeah. finding people like-minded. <laughs> yeah, few and far between. So we've come a long way. And then two, three years ago, I, I met um, Rich and he said, hey, let's do the podcast. What do you think? So uh, we, we dug into the podcast world and it's just been snowballing since then uh, with yeah. a couple different podcasts and all that kind of good stuff. So. Yeah, I, I, mean, I can't even imagine trying to find another vegan 14 years ago. <laughs> right. You yeah. become instant friends as soon as you meet. You're like, you're vegan. That's oh, right. shit. There's more of us that exist out there. Yeah. Especially like just men, too. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, the, the, that's that's the thing. Like, I mean, we we have real people eat plants, but like real men eat plants is like my my like, you know, call to action, I feel like because we do have to help the the men's mindset shift you know our our, the stigma tied to the meat as a man is very very strong um yeah and so did you feel you had to deal with that when you transitioned with your friends and people around you yeah yeah i mean i i feel like my friends were more supportive than my family at the time you know i think my family really is like are you crazy like we're gonna you're gonna do this you know, um, they've come a long way, but they still like to tease and, and poke where they can, even to this day uh, on that front. But all in good, Justin, I think it makes you makes you stronger, too. So, you know, learning, learning how to deal with the questions and stuff, you, you get better and better at answering them, too. Yeah, I feel like the 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 concept of like masculinity and consuming meat, I feel like mm-hmm. there's. I feel like it's a little bit misunderstood to a lot of people. Cause I, I don't know for you, but I, I was a like hardcore bodybuilder. Like I yeah. would eat a dozen eggs for breakfast and like three chicken breasts right. a meal for six meals. Like I was a hardcore meat eater and right. I transitioned to veganism and it was more like, yeah, people teasing and friends cause they're not from that circle. But there was yeah. never a moment where I was like, my masculinity is being questioned because I'm eating this way. Did you ever have that as you were kind of transitioning or was more like kind of like fun and play and teasing from other people? Uh, I mean, it is, but you know, the, the, the teasing and the poking, you know, it chips away at you. It makes you question like, am I on the right path? I am bucking the system and the traditionalness of all aspects of society. You know, we eat Turkey at Thanksgiving kind of a thing. There's just this ritual and this tradition and like that, you know, I guess even my mindset was like, I, you don't even, I didn't have a meal unless I had a piece of meat that was the main course. You know what I mean? Yeah. So like just this mindset shift of going away from like, no, you can have a, a baked potato and some broccoli and a salad and that's a complete meal versus yeah. like, I 
I've I had those three things, but where's my steak? Cause that's what makes it the main course. Right. So like, yeah, just even, even if you take the masculinity piece out of it, but like at end, I did purchase real men eat plants and that's a polarizing thing to say, like, you're not a real man unless you eat plants. So I kind yeah. of bring it on myself to a degree because I, I do want to spark the conversation with yeah. you to sort of challenge your beliefs and your constructs a little bit to try and say, you know, you have to think for yourself and make your own decisions here. Yeah, it is a very polarizing domain. <laughs> for <Yes>. sure. <laughs> yes. There's a definitely, definitely, definitely is polarizing. Um, so for we have a lot of people that listen that are kind of newer to veganism. Obviously, yeah. the name is 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 fit vegan. So we do have a lot of people that are looking to be fit, but a lot of people that are potentially wanting to transition um, mm-hmm. to eating plant based. So I'm curious for you, like what was helpful for you when you originally transitioned to eating plant based? Because again, you didn't have access and neither mm-hmm. did I all the foods that are available now, like we had to eat whole food plant based yeah. because that's all there was back then. Right. Mm hmm. I, I mean, I definitely think you have to pick your battles on that front. So like going, you know, no salt, no oil, whole food, plant-based, like that can be a shock and a, and a hardcore thing, right? Like you're already yeah. transitioning your taste buds to a degree. You're also resetting your, there's so many different things you're doing. So I, I don't know, like, I would say like, figure out the three or four key meals that you love to eat and then reproduce them as the plant-based version of them. And like, you know, stick to that. I still have a, a tofu egg salad recipe that I go to cause I just miss the egg salad, you know, that, that yeah, uniqueness. Yeah. And, but I found some amazing little tofu versions of it. And I don't know, at this point I can't tell the difference, but yeah. you put black salt in it. For that little, I have not found the black salt to stick into it, but I hear that's the rage. That's the thing that pushes it over the edge. But the way I make it, it smells and tastes the same. Does it? Yeah, yeah. It's it's uh, it's it's pretty nasty. Just like like just it in a concentrated form. It smells strong. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, I am gonna have to. You're gonna have to. You're pushing me to finish off and try that recipe then the right way. But yeah. um, but just like some some tempeh bacon alternatives or whatever, um, yeah. You know, figure out figure out the the things that make you feel like homey or traditional that are in your thing, and find the plant based version of that. And then and then I think it gets easier. But like you know, you don't have to go all in right out the gate. Like just dip your toes into it and and make sure it's working for you. But like my big thing is like just get, get your levels checked before, you know, find your cholesterol, find your weight, find your blood pressure, find all the things that you think you want to see improve and then do it, whether it's, excuse me, 21 days or 60 days or 90 days, like you will see that transition and, and your body will just blossom and love you for it. And then you couple that with, with some of your regiments, I'm sure of just, you know, even just getting in a nice walk or a couple of pushups or whatever, sit-ups, whatever it is, like you're, you'll just transform so much. I, I can yeah. assure you. And, e- and even like a 60, 90 day thing, like even if it's not perfect, right? Even if they mm-hmm. do slip in, like the levels are still going to improve drastically. Yep. And, you know, nutrition is one of those beautiful things where 
if you just change that, it solves so many problems. Yep. Like you mentioned, to get all your levels checked because all of them will improve, not just one of them. Yes. Um, and it's one of those, I think the top three powerful things. If you change your nutrition, it affects mm -hmm. everything. If you change your fitness regimen, changes everything in your sleep. Those would yep. be the, the, the big three ones. Um, yep, absolutely. I, I want to talk about like helping men eat more plants, right? Because obviously that's what you're, you're focusing on. So mm -hmm. we coach a lot of women. I would say that maybe 70% of the people we coach are women. That's about our audience as well on the podcast, yeah. about like 30% are, are, are men. So we have a smaller population, which I, I think is kind of representative of what's going on in the world. There's primarily more mm -hmm. women that are plant-based and, and men are still kind of easing them their way into it. And so a lot of women struggle with like, hey, I'm plant-based, but my husband is still like cooking a steak and his chicken and adding it to whatever I'm, I'm cooking. And yeah. man, I can tell from my relationship, once your partner is vegan as well, because Ivy wasn't before, it makes it so much easier to kind of yes. get together and cook and go out to restaurants and date nights. So mm -hmm. what would, I'm curious to hear, what would be your pieces of advice to the women to help their husbands <laughs> eat more, eat more plants and ease their way into the conversation. Because yeah, I think yeah, like yeah. some men get easily triggered, uh, depending on how you bring it up. So um, yeah, mm -hmm. I'd be curious to hear like your, your game plan on that. Uh, it's, it's an interesting thing. Cause I, you know, my dad isn't uh, plant-based and, and so I continuously try to, to, I, I say trick, but not really trick, but like, you know, I make the, the, you know, the beyond burgers or whatever it is. And I, I just make the food that, that resonates with him and what he likes to eat. And I make it plant-based and I don't tell him, I just said, yeah, what, what do you want on your burger or whatever it is? And just serve it to him and don't tell him it's plant-based. And then I'll sit down 10 minutes later after he's taken the first bite and I'll be eating the same exact thing as him. And he'll be like, well, how are you eating that? That's not and no, it is plant-based. And he's like, wow, you know, so it, it is yeah. that preconceived notion, I think, that we can't make it taste exactly the same. But I think, like you said, 10, 15 years ago, you probably couldn't. But today, you 100% can mo almost emulate any other. You can't tell meat. anymore. You can't. So I think that's the first thing is not trick them, but just find those replacements the right way. But then secondly, like hit them with the numbers. Like just say, look, you know, challenge them as, as a man, like men like competition, men like, uh, being number one and proving and all that kind of stuff. So like, you know, honey, let's go and get your numbers checked. And I want you to do this with me for three weeks. You've been meeting, eating meat your whole life. All I'm asking for is 21 days out of the thousands of days that you'll have on this planet. Give me 21 of them and let's get your numbers checked at the end. And you tell me if at that point you don't, want to you don't see the change in the nut like challenge them on the numbers and make it a competition or a game of some sort yeah. i think that's another way to do it and then lastly i would just say fiber like gosh <laughs> the standard american diet is so fiber poor like yeah. just get them the fiber and then say honey i noticed you spent a lot less time on the john this morning <laughs> you know whatever that that ritual is like we're just getting that little bit of fiber in it. So you could still have the steak. I think, you know, try to cut that way, way back once a month or once a quarter, if you possibly can, but just yeah. double down on those amazing salads and introduce it into him. And I don't know, you, you can keep taking a crack at it. So. 
Yeah. It's just challenge them like, hey, I think you're too weak. You're not strong enough to go <laughs> vegan for 30 days. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Play that reverse psychology. Game <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Depending on your relationship, it may or may not work. This is not relationship advice. Um, That's right. But I, I think, I, I think like those are all great points. And also like sending the husband examples of what's possible eating plant-based, right? Mm -hmm. Like if your husband wants to be lean and athletic, send him my profile, right? If he wants yeah. to be like super jacked and strong, send him like Nimai or Tori or John, John Lewis or yeah. all those guys, just to yep. show that there's like examples out there. Because a lot of the time, at least I get this, uh, a woman in, in our program will be like, to her husband, like, oh, like, look, Maxim's vegan and I'm athletic, right? And he's like, mm -hmm. that guy's scrawny. I don't want to look like him, right? So it's not a, yep. so make sure you send good examples <laughs> <laughs> That's that right. have the physique that they, that they want. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I think that's, that's, I think that's a great strategy because at the end of the day, like men, once more men go plant-based, I think it'll just like, it's going to be exponential, right? So it's, yep. it's going to expand some more because I think they're really hard-headed and stuck in their ways. Um, and the, yeah, they, the, they did such a good job on the marketing standpoint for mm -hmm. protein and put it such a high importance to it. I still have jump on calls with people like, nah, I need to oh make sure gosh. I get like 200 grams of protein. I'm like, yeah. man, you weigh like 110 pounds. You don't need 200 <laughs> grams of protein. It's a That's little right. bit too much. That's right. Yeah. So how do you structure your nutrition nowadays versus kind of like when you first started? Uh, I guess I haven't really, I haven't really like dug into and thought a whole bunch about the nutrition kind of a thing. Like, I wish I was like the bodybuilder type kind of thing. Like I do Don't love, they're miserable. Like, <laughs> yeah, I, lo I do love the swimming, biking, running thing on that front. So like when I know I'm training for a much longer, bigger race, like I think I'm much more active and conscious about, you know, look, I, I got you know, my dates or whatever in my little baggie that I'm when I when I go yeah. out for some of those things. But like, you know, I don't know, I guess I'm a boring guy. And, I, you know, I, I got my rituals down pat to a degree, you know, I, I pretty much have the same breakfast um, every single day, kind of a thing. It's, you know, it's the the Kamut cereal or the puffed rice type cereal that's super plain and boring. And then I've loaded up with flax seeds and chia seeds and strawberries and blueberries and raspberries, whatever, and put a handful of pecans or walnuts or whatever my favorite nut is. So like I get a variety of a breakfast, but I get to, yeah. it's more or less the same every day. And yeah. then, uh, dinners, like, I don't know. I'm kind of like, I don't know if it's like Sheldon or whoever, but like I have my Indian food on Monday. I call it Masala Monday. You know, it's Taco Tuesday. I'm addicted to tacos. So I seek out yeah. all the tacos and then try to throw in an Italian or Thai food night. And then Friday we make our own pizzas at home. And, nice. you know, I just put that nutritional yeast over, over my pizza sauce and, and, you know, or I try out some of the one of one or two of the new plant-based cheeses to just try them out. You know, if they're I'm getting talk, better. I think I'm talking, they're getting way better. Yeah. I just had, um, the, uh, peas cheese guy, uh, on, on the show out of New York city, um, on our podcast. And I think he's got one of the best melting, um, uh, pizza cheeses out there right now. So yeah, I knew they'd figure it out at one point. Cause that shit was like, yeah like diet when it first started it was just like mm -hmm. plastic it would just curl up the plastic <laughs> would just curl yes. up and it wouldn't melt 
<laughs> That's right. People have it good nowadays compared to when they we first sure read, when they we sure first transitioned. I I still honestly just love like like you know I put pear pear and walnuts on my pizza. You know what I mean? Like I don't know. I go yeah. way crazy on some of my pizzas. So um, yeah, you know. So and then. Yeah, I don't know. So I, I just feel like I, I get to eat and enjoy and I really don't think twice about the fiber of nutrition and, and stuff and, and uh, enjoy it. Yeah, it gets taken care of. Those uh, Kamut cereals, I actually just bought some yesterday. The really like plain ones. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I know recipe if you want to try it out, but I'll make a smoothie with less liquid. So I'll put okay. like bananas, blueberries, like dark leafy greens in there, some dates, but I'll put mm -hmm. less liquid so that it's thicker. So okay. not fully like a smoothie bowl, but not like liquid, like a smoothie. And then a I'll nice, put it in a nice bowl. Nice kind of concept. Yeah. Uh, but a little bit more liquid. So just you yeah. can like kind of like scoop it out and it's still a bit liquid. And I put Kamut mm -hmm. cereal on top of it. And so it gives like a oh, crunch. Okay. It's like a protein smoothie, but with like crunchy on top of it and you just eat it with a nice. spoon. so good i like it yeah yeah yeah, yeah absolutely that's a great yeah. idea those kombuchas are good when you combine them yeah they're just plain on their own for sure yes <laughs> there's nothing there's yes. nothing else in there yeah that's right so i i'd love to ask you so you obviously we we did our show together for the plan based on fire podcast we should talk a little mm -hmm. bit more about business yeah. Uh, can you explain to me the umbrella of Real Men Eat Plants and kind of the shows that you have and kind of how you're making all of this work together so that the people listening can go and listen to some of those other shows? Because you guys have a few of them. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, it's it's the company is Real People Eat Plants. <clears throat> We're focusing okay. on Real Men Eat Plants as one of the strong brands just because I have such a passion to try and find the men and bring them into this fold and, and help the wives and the girlfriends out there. You know, like you said, 80% of the vegan population is probably female. So come on guys, all the, all the pretty girls are vegan. Come join us. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and help that. So there's really the real men eat plants podcast. We've got the 30 day challenge. We're publishing some new things with real, real men eat plant stories to try and get more real men to tell their stories and stuff. So I'd love to have you, do that little segment with us sometime. And, yeah, for sure. uh, but then we just, with my business background, you know, I'm, I'm a fractional chief technology officer and I just have a strong passion for entrepreneurship and startups. I've worked a lot in healthcare, um, and that kind of stuff. So I just figured like, I want to take some of the business advice and tips that I have and bring that to the plant-based business world. Um, cause there's so many, you know, meat alternatives and vegan food trucks and everything else out there. They're just like, they're trying to do their passion, but they need some help on the business side of things. Like how do we market? How do we raise money? How do we build a website and do some of the technology things? So I figured let's create, you know, the business side of this a little bit. So I have, I did have built, you know, plant based on fire as this short sort of format business podcast where I just want to interview and, pull out some tips and tricks for, for the business owners that they can all learn from each other and help promote the business as at the same time. Yeah. Um, and then I'm hoping, uh, we're, we've launched, uh, the green growth mentors and green growth collective as just sort of this community of plant-based business owners to come in and get advice and network with each other. And uh, so we'll be doing some master classes and stuff like that later this year. So I'm really excited about trying to 
help pour into the business, the plant-based business world and, and help them reach new heights and be part of that change we see in the world. Yeah, it's great. Cause it's definitely a growing, it's definitely a growing sector, right? There's more and yes. more money being allocated and being spent in this space than ever before. Yep. Um, and yeah, it's, uh, and I think there's a lot less like experienced business owners or people that have mm-hmm. experienced building and scaling businesses that are willing to spend their time in a plant-based world because the majority yep. of them aren't plant-based. And so That's a lot right. of the people are kind of stuck kind of figuring stuff out yep. on their own. Yeah. So it's beautiful. I'm happy that you're doing that. Cause definitely when I started, man, when you start your business and you're trying to build up and scale it up, like that's, that's rough when you're on your own. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. I pull, I pulled a list of, of plant-based businesses from some of the startup tools that I have access to. And I think in 2023, I think they, I want to say there was around 80 billion invested uh, across almost a thousand plant-based businesses. So I definitely think we're onto something. It, the yeah. funding is out there, you know, et cetera, et cetera. So I, I love to see that. I'd love to see all of us pouring into this and, and helping make this world change in a big way. Yeah, for sure. Like you said, we, we, we get to dictate that with how we spend our money, right? Because at the end of the day, That's the right. big investors, the venture capitalists, they'll put money wherever there is money to be made. And so mm-hmm. as long as we get more people to spend money on the world of plan base, they'll just see an opportunity. They'll pump more money into it. And then we have yep. an even greater chance of kind of growing and, and scaling the plan based community. That's right. Yeah. So that's, that's part of like my, my sort of mission is to just figure out how we can get more awareness out there. So I'm trying to create a series of five or six or seven podcasts. So we do have Glenn Merzer, he's sort of our interview type and he's, he's doing a great thing with the Glenn Merzer show podcast. That's part of our little network. And then I'm trying to get off the ground. um, Another polarizing one, a little bit plants versus meat. So that's another way for the ladies out there to get their, their husbands or boyfriends, come have them interview with me on the show plants versus meat. And let's just talk about those three big topics for 15 or 20 minutes and, and just spark some ideas and conversations and the nicest, gentlest way possible to just spark a dialogue between both sides of this to sort of say, you know, like, you know, have you even tried it? Because I definitely have been a meat eater for a good majority of my life. I know yeah. all about that. And I want to welcome you into this space and let you challenge you to give it a try and just think about the greater good on a lot of levels. So yeah, that's hopefully great, that one it, takes off. Yeah, well, I think it. I think it'd be interesting because everyone is more on the attack side. They're more doing like mm-hmm. debates between kind of vegan yeah. and meat eaters, and I think ultimately they're never going to convince each other because they're very much yes. like stuck in their ways. I think it's more for mm-hmm. the people listening, but it's just like I don't know if it's converting, yeah. you know, that many people out of like having such a heated such a heated debate like the vegans are just more vegan and the meat eaters are just more meat eaters because mm-hmm. i don't think anyone responds to being slapped in the face that well <laughs> so like a yeah. softer approach to to the conversation yeah i'd definitely be interested to listening to those episodes um yeah they're, yeah, they're we, we've only recorded a handful so far but like it's it's interesting even the couple you know videos that we've put out you know, I put out one video where I, I say, you know, real men help do the dishes and real men, you know, help 
pick up after the kids and real men let their kids paint their nails and stuff like that. And, yeah. and at the end, and then I go real men eat plants and it, and that video blew up. It went viral to a small degree. And, and, but the comments on it were just so polarizing on both sides of the fence kind of thing. And so like the conversation is ripe for the dialogue. I just yeah. wish we could, we could have some formats and some ways to, to debate, to debate it in a healthy fashion and try and figure out like where potentially is the, the medium ground or the center point for this and, or like, to try and get us to all, you know, push towards where we need to go to help with the climate crisis that's that's impending on on so many levels. So I don't know. I just want to find ways to open up that dialogue and let us all have a seat at the table to voice ourselves in the right way, shape, or form. Yeah, and I think online is so challenging because obviously it's the only way we can do it at scale and kind of be able to reach yep. all those people, but man, keyboard warriors are real. Even if you did a show where people could call in, they're in their house mm -hmm. and they feel so comfortable saying whatever they want. But yep. people act so yep. differently when you have a conversation with them in person. Mm -hmm. And it's so like, it's so hard to forget that because I've seen a lot yeah. of those debates. I have my fair share of conversations like that with people. Mm -hmm. But it's like, man, like, and people don't act so tough. Like, yeah, I eat meat and just trying to be aggressive and show that they're a man. Mm -hmm. And I was like, man, I know that when you get home, if your wife says something, you're going to be a little softy and you're going to be a really nice guy. You know what I mean? Like, That's you're not going right. to act yeah, like yeah, that yeah. with your wife and your kids. I know you're, mm -hmm. you have softness inside of you, but it's just like, it's such a, yep. a polarizing topic. Right. And yep. then people just it act sure differently. They put on a show. Yep. I mean, we, you know, I, I don't know. Is there some video or something that's like, you know, you have so many, only so many months till you till you pass away and they put the month chart up and i mean we do spend probably a third of our life eating i mean eating is such a core part of being a human and yeah but i do think we are slightly slaves to our taste buds and not so much just trying to figure out that you know we're we're looking to put the right nutrition in our bodies to fuel all the stuff that we want to do whether that's you know ultra marathons or hacking away at the computer for 24 hours straight kind of a thing. Yeah. Like what we're putting in is really the fuel we need to do it the best way possible. So, yeah, I'm excited for the day that plant-based eating becomes a norm yes. in the world where when you say like, oh, I had chicken, people look at you weird because they're like, you, <clears throat> you still do that? That's so 2020 mm -hmm. of you <laughs> to still yeah, eat yeah, chicken. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's really, I wish, you know, I wish we could live to be 500 and find out what the future looks like. Are we going to, we're going to get Star Trek replicators or, but yeah. I do think a lot of the cellular, you know, lab grown meats are, are going to win the battle in the long run, which will save the animals. I hope it saves the planet, but I don't know if it's going to be any better for the cancer and all the other stuff that the human body really needs. So we'll see. Yeah, actually, you know what? I love your, I, I love your, your thought on that because obviously there's, there's fake meat, there's beyond meat, there's impossible burgers, mm -hmm. all of these things. But yeah. then they're talking about like, yeah, being able to grow like a steak out of a cell of a mm -hmm. cow, right? So no, you don't actually yeah. have to kill the cow, but being able to grow a piece of steak out of the cow. Yeah. What is your thought on that? And I'm sure it's already available somewhere, right? I think I, I think I'm sure I'm sure it, it is. I mean, I, my guess is it's probably more expensive than meat. So until yeah. it comes down in a price per pound or the government stops subsidizing meat, it's yeah. going to be you know years till it comes truly to market. But 
I don't know. I mean, on the meat front, I, I still think that, you know, I go back to forks over knives or plenty of the other documentaries that clearly show that, you know, the, the meat and those kinds of foods are, are the things that, that slow down your metabolism. They cause cell division the wrong way and create cancer and, you know, lead to cholesterol blockages in your veins and all that kind of stuff. So I just don't see how even lab grown cells that, you know, maybe we don't have to spend way too much grain creating them. Um, yeah. I, I just we still don't have think the they're going to be as healthy. Yeah. We yeah, still have the components of like meat. So the cholesterol, yeah. the, the, the type of protein cause cancer, like all that would still right. be there. So you've ended yeah. the animal suffering. Maybe you've reduced the agricultural climate impact, but I still think it's going to be, I don't know. They're, they're going to have to test it and figure it out, but you know, yeah. <clears throat> I, w I was talking about that with my wife and I was like, man, I wouldn't, I wouldn't eat it because it's like, it's still an animal, right? Like it's mm -hmm. not, but it's still an animal. I was like, I couldn't do it even beyond meat. I don't know how your first bite of an impossible burger or beyond meat mm -hmm. burger was, but I mm -hmm. was, I was borderline about to be upset at the waitress to be like, Hey, yes. did you mess with my burger? I'm like this, if this right. is me, I'm going to be so sick. Um, right. Yeah. No, she was like, no, it's, it's and, and, and I agree with you. Cause it's, it, you know, it's, it's, I still think you can, t you know, I haven't had it in forever, but like, I do love, you know, my, my Mexican food and my Cuban food and stuff. And every once in a while you get the Cuban food and you say, is this black bean soup, vegetarian or vegan kind of thing? And they say, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then if, sure enough, there's a piece of bacon in it. Yeah. And you're like, you hit a piece of bacon and you haven't had it in like six years. You, you instantly know it. And the, yeah. the texture is way, way off. Right. Yeah. And so uh, I think the texture is what gives away the real meat from the, the fake Beyond Burger meat. But still, it's so borderline. I've been with you. Like, I think they swapped it to test me yeah. or something like, you know, so yeah, yeah. those are, in my opinion, last resort type type angles when you're at the restaurant or whatever. But uh, but yeah, they they fill they fill a gap when you need them. <laughs> Yeah, definitely. Yeah, we went we went for for lunch somewhere, and the guys like, oh, "I can make anything vegan." I was like, "Okay." Well, then I ordered a bunch of stuff, but they just said like, oh, "I want this dish," and then make it vegan. Mm -hmm. And then when I ordered my dish, I was like, "Hey, I want remove the eggs, remove the cheese, remove this, remove that." Mm -hmm. Mine came out vegan on hit on one of them. It was like a stir fried. There's, I was like, "That's eggs." I can I know that yeah. that's eggs. I can see that. Yeah. Right. <clears throat> so mm -hmm. yeah, you really have to be careful. Um, you really you've been do. Vegan for, yeah. you, you've been vegan for a long time. Do you still, I don't know if it's just me, but you still make the ex assumption that things are vegan now? Like I've been vegan so long that when I go to Starbucks and I order a latte, I, I just assume it's going to be an oat milk latte. And then they give it to me and I'm like, where's the oat milk? They're like, you didn't ask for oat milk. I was like, oh shit, <laughs> I just made another That's assumption. Right, yeah. I, I don't think I've made that mistake openly like that. But like I have seen a couple of my local coffee shops drop the surcharge finally yeah. on the yeah. oat milk or i think even one of them has said you know by default you're going to get dairy free and you have to ask for oh, cow nice. milk. so i do think the shift is there heading in the right direction but i i agree like like my problem is like my body doesn't like spinach i don't know what god genes i got kind of thing but <laughs> i don't do well in the spinach department and you go to these places and you say yeah i'm vegan and they go oh, we got a nice spinach salad for you or we got spinach this and spinach artichoke dip or whatever it is and i'm just like you know me and me and spinach aren't friends so 
even though I'm plant-based, you know, so I have to get yeah. super creative in certain situations. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, I bet. Yeah. So I love to talk about like some of the, your, cause you mentioned you're kind of in two worlds, right? So you the CTO mm -hmm. and also in the, in the plant-based space. Yep. How do those kind of get combined together and you kind of get to live out your passion, have more impact as a, as a CTO with the, some of the companies that you work with? Yeah. I mean, I, as a chief technology officer, I'm usually leading the entire IT team uh, on that front. So, you know, as a leader in the space, I get to, you know, openly, blatantly, quickly say right out the gate, hey, I'm Brian. I'm the plant-based guy in the group kind of a thing. If any of you are curious or want to know more, feel free to ask me questions. So I can really put my style out there. <clears throat> and um, I think, you know, it, it lets me have a little bit of uniqueness and a little bit of flavor and whether they like it or they don't, like I'm, I'm going to be in charge of the IT team and help lead them in a certain way. So I get to bring some of my style and personality to it. But I think additionally, I think every company out there now is a technology company, whether they realize it yeah. or not, you all, everybody's got to be putting out their newsletter and doing their email campaigns and starting a podcast perhaps and have a good website and a good lead funnel system and payment processing. And so start to finish, you, you need a tech guy in your corner in some way, shape or form. And so I get yeah. to really blend um, that technology acumen I've honed throughout my yeah. career. And I, I really want to bring it into the plant-based uh, realm as much as I can. So if you know some plant-based businesses out there that need some technology help, I would be glad that'd be the best of both worlds, combining those two things together. Yeah. I've got a bunch of business friends listening to the podcast. <laughs> I was going to say, you have a nice introduction to their group. Like I would just come in and be like, hello, my name is Maxim. I'm vegan. That means I'm 20% better and smarter than all of you. That you should listen. <laughs> nice. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I think everyone's going to be very receptive. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Yeah. But it's beautiful. It's nice that you get to have that impact at a higher level because a mm -hmm. lot of the time, you know, when... And I don't say this in a, in a mean way, but when an employee would be like vegan or plant based, they get to have some type of impact on kind of like the mm -hmm. people that they work with in the department. When you have someone yeah. that's higher in the hierarchy of, of the company that is plant based, it's kind of like leading the way. You just impact yeah. more people ultimately. That's why it's always great to be able to like transform a leader because then you just get to impact the whole community that's under it. I, I agree completely. And like anybody even gives me a small little hint, I say, what's your address? And I just drop them my favorite cookbook in the mail, like click it on Amazon. Yeah. Boom. It's going to be at your house in two days and you're going to flip through this book and read some recipes and, and, you know, give it a try here, you know, page 27 is whatever my favorite recipe, go try that one, please. So yeah, uh, yeah I love to do that just to help push people yeah. So what, just out of curiosity, what are your favorite, uh, recipe books? Um, <clears throat> I, gosh, you're gonna put me on the spot here. Let me see if I have them. I have, <laughs> uh, the thug kitchen right over I, here, thug kitchen, uh, bad manners. I think they re changed the name of it. That's probably my favorite one to give out. Cause it just drops a few expletives as part of its explanation. Um, yeah. that one's just chock full of good recipes. My other one, I forget the name of it, but it's by Chloe. Uh, and she's got this, this uh, tempeh bacon 
uh, tempeh bacon lettuce tomato sandwich in there that's just phenomenal. Yeah. And then um, uh, my other favorite guy is Shane from Shane and Simple. He's just got a ton of amazing vegan recipes and they're all like, they're simple. Like they're three, four ingredients. It's just like, wow, you can make that with three, four ingredients. His yeah. shepherd's pie, his shepherd's pie with lentils is just out of this world. So yeah, those are some yeah. of my go-tos. I'll have to, I'll have to check it out. I just got put in contact with him like last week. Uh, I'll have yeah. to check out his, his recipe, his recipe books. Um, well, Brian, I, I want to say thank you, man, for taking the time to jump on the show. I appreciate it. I, I always like to end on like little words of, of wisdom. So just yeah. kind of like you as a person, your, your life as a CTO, as a, the founder of, you know, plant based on fire, real men eat plants. Like what are some words of wisdom that you'd like to share with the, with the listeners? Uh, you know, I think, you know, my favorite thing that I like to tell a lot of my teams is, is we can have fun, change the world and build a business all at the same time. So make sure you're doing that. Make sure your teams are having fun, make sure that they feel like they're changing the world with what they're, they're embarking on. I think that's, that's the bigger goal than money in today's day and age. Um, yeah. so do that. And then, you know, the other, my other favorite one lately has just been, you know, vote with your wallet. So like, make sure you're spending your money where you want the world to go. Um, yeah. if we do that, we can be the change that we need to see in this world. So I hope that helps. Yeah. Beautiful words to end on. Yeah. People forget to have fun when they're building something. I mean, that's very, that's right. very true in this world, in this space. Um, but Brian, yeah, thank you very much for jumping on for everyone that's listening. I will have all the links down below for real men eat plants plant based on fire i'll grab all the links from you brian i'll just put everything down below so if you're on podcast or youtube everything is on there thank you very much for jumping on thank you very much for tuning in and then uh be sure to tune in for our next episode you know comes out twice a week and then we'll have brian back on in a few months i'm kind of just like reinviting everyone back on i love it thanks max oh, awesome Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed the episode, be sure to rate the podcast as it helps us grow and spread our message. And if you know this will help and resonate with someone, be sure to send it their way so that they can have the opportunity to level up their life as well.